0: thank you all so much for being here. If you get frustrated or like a little bit nervous, or it feels somewhat stressful when a prospective client is like, we really liked your presentation. We like, you know, enjoyed our conversation, our proposal, you know, we're ready to kind of make a decision. We'd love some references. What does that mean? You know, if you have your client's like brands or experts, looking and vetting your agency for services, it's probably not um, gonna be out of the realm of things they're gonna ask for, for references. Let's talk about what they are, but it's a little bit overwhelming if you haven't thought about references before, but when you get prepared and you do a little bit of the legwork up front so you're not a little bit scrambling when you get asked, it'll make things easier. We're going to talk about how to get references, what to do when you have them in place, how to handle these requests if you have no way to get a reference in the moment. So a reference is usually a client that has worked with you in the past or works with you currently, and they'll speak to their experience working with you. Um, you know, hopefully your reference will be positive, but that's up to the prospective client to decide whether it's really objective or if it's just kind of a fluff piece, really. They're just like, yeah, they're great. You know, they're going to want to get in and ask for specifics. What was the experience like? What were your results like? If they're not working with you, they're going to want to know Why? You know what happened? Why are you no longer working together? Um, and it shouldn't be scary. So I used to think about this like some of my best references were past clients. And that would feel a little bit like a disconnect that I was referring clients that were no longer working with because they had the best results are the best things to say. And the prospective client would say, well, why are these all clients or mostly clients you worked with in the past? I also had a challenge where there was a CEO of a company that didn't want to give a reference because she felt like she was sharing her secret sauce. And she was almost like, I don't want to share you with the world. And usually the references were in the same industry. And she would say, well, these are our competitors. Why would I tell them? about working with you when they're going to get access to our, you know, strategies you've created for us. That was her thinking. Um, and so because she, as the CEO would not give us a reference, I thought about someone else on the team who was very generous and said, yeah, we'll do that for you. And so I felt a little awkward offering up the, um, you know, head of sales, Instead of the CEO, because I thought that the prospective clients would say, well, why isn't the CEO giving you the reference? And the deal in that situation is that that's who we dealt with the most. That was our number one point of contact or like a CMO, right? Um, And sometimes CEOs cannot be bothered. So those were some of the insecurities I had. The other thing too is I never want a prospective client because I've had some that get on and the questions are insane. They take so much of your time and I felt like it was a major disruption to my clients and their day. And I was like, I don't, I want to respect their time and I don't want you to bother them basically. So this is, approach is in response to all of those concerns that I had, all of those things that, um, I wanted to avoid. So if you are ready to get references now, it's better to get them when you don't need them, right? Like if you're scrambling because you're at that phase in your process with a client and you want to close that quickly, you don't want to have to wait around for somebody else to get you what you need. Um, so if you need it right now, um, and you don't already have one, Reach out specifically to your current clients, the ones where you have a great relationship and you've been providing exceptional service, and ask if they're open to being a reference and see if they are comfortable with you passing along their contact information. And that's really all you have to do if it's like a need it now situation and let them, um, you know, give you whether it's their email or they want to be texted, their preferred. Method of conversation because um, you don't want to bother them. So, you don't want to give the phone number and then have the prospective client call them if they don't want to be called. So, say, here's the number for texting only, or they prefer to communicate over email. You can send them an email. And you don't have control over what they say. You don't have control over what the new client is asking for. You're just making the connection by getting permission from the client. But moving forward, there's two options for gathering references as part of your regular service delivery so that you have them and they are ready to go should a need arise. So the first option is whenever you're gathering testimonials for your clients, you can make it um, a standard move that you ask them if they'd be open to serving as a reference to your um you know, a reference to prospective clients for your services. And then you'll basically have a list of clients that you have permission to share the contact info for, for that exact purpose. Um, And you can even take that testimonial and say, my client has agreed that I can share this with prospective clients. Here you go. Maybe that's enough. And then you say, if you need um, to speak with them further, they've agreed to talk with you and then let them know the preferred means. So that's option one as a way to basically wrap that in to the ask when you're asking for testimonials say this is so appreciated i've loved working together and oftentimes we get asked for references from prospective clients Um, i know you're really busy but if the need arises and it's not that often um, would it be okay if i pass along your contact info Um, and that way you have it ready to go and you can just add them to your list Option two is that right after you have a particularly good result, like a big win for a client, consider asking at that moment for a reference um, because that's a great opportunity with like a positive feeling. Everybody's like high-fiving, yay, great result. Privately message that client, whomever is your you know typical point of contact and say, I'm so happy that you're th- as thrilled with this result as I am, um, we're achieving such great results together, and then ask them, would you be comfortable, um, because from time to time, we have a need arise, would you be comfortable with me sharing your information if a client would want to speak with you? And I will always preference to that prospective client to be respectful of your time and that you're um, available for no more than 15 minutes. Would that be okay? And they always say yes, right? Um, And at that point, you also know your clients to know which ones would be like, nah, you know some just don't want to share you and that's okay. You still have a business outside of them, but they don't don't need to know or have to give you permission for what it is you're doing. They just don't have to be a part of it and that's okay. Find someone else. Um, but at least that's good to go and when the need comes up, you've got it set. And on the other side, um, what to do if a prospective client asks for references. If you have clients who've already agreed to be a reference, just pass that info on. And you also may want to provide case studies or press wins that are listed on your website for additional reference um, or have a capabilities deck that's evergreen and you update it all the time. That is a way also to showcase your abilities. um, And you can throw testimonials and case studies in there. So it comes essentially from the client. It's their results and it's their words. This is what they had to say about working with you um so you can have that ready to go um you can also have it on your website and link out to it and you can send these things in lieu of references if you do not have references or if you do not want to give references you know you're the boss you don't have to i'm always comfortable to give them unless i'm on the phone with someone and sometimes it's a little bit of that like red flaggy type like hmm are they going to be annoying, <laughs> right? Like if I'm having a hard time kind of controlling the conversation, are they going to go off and like totally annoy my clients? And if that's, if I'm not a hundred percent sure if those red flags are like uh, conversation ending red flags where I'm like, Oh no, I cannot deal with you. You suck. You're going to just, you know, take up all my time with all your questions. Um, I kind of make those decisions before I spread them into my community. Okay, so you don't have to share if they—if you don't want to, you can just be like, "Here it is," you know. Um, if, if there's a situation like that. I would just say something like, you know, I don't have permission to share contact info of my clients due to privacy concerns or even you can say um, NDAs, Uh, but there are multiple case studies on my website that showcase the types of results that I've been able to achieve for our clients specifically in your niche. Um, And here are a few in particular I think would be of interest to you. And um, those clients have already provided um, feedback in the form of a, a recommendation or testimonial as part of that case study. So you can still see their words, you can see our results, but there's um, either privacy concerns or NDAs, um, and I wanna respect my clients' r- wishes on that. So you can sort of get out of it that way. Um, in the agency accelerator, I share, we share exactly how to get really good, solid uh, testimonials that'll move the needle. Um, you know, not every client's experience is the same. Not every client's, um, outcomes would be the thing that it's like every client has a different outcome that you would want them to share about you because it's going to move the needle on one piece of their experience working with you or that a prospective client can see what it would be like to work with you. So like I, would give an example. Um, I have clients that would say, oh my God, their media relationships are amazing. They work so fast. And within three months, we had 500 million impressions in the first three months. That's not typical, but we did have that for one client. And so if I wanted to showcase our media relationships and that were very nimble and also talk about small agency Versus a big agency and the kind of results you get in what time period, I would go to that client because I know they can speak specifically to that. Um, I had another client that had a challenging product, and we came up with really cool creative ideas, and it actually landed us landed press for them based on those ideas. And I would go to that client and say, you know, could you speak about our strategic creativity? that's what I would think of is like each client's unique experience. Are you super responsive? And one client's always saying like, oh my God, you guys are so on top of things. Those are the things like each client can talk about there. They can't just say like generation's great or working with Jen and her team is great. Why? How? Where did that you know, result come from? Is it because we're fast, because we're attentive, because we are nimble, because we came up with really creative ideas? Like what could that client say specifically about their experience working with you? So that's what we're talking about in the agency accelerator. It's how to get incredible testimonials that is that will move the needle, the wow perspective clients, and it'll have them feeling like working with you is like a total no-brainer. And those can be even more powerful than references. So when they ask for references, they're going to seek out the information they're looking for. They may not even consider some of the factors that are so special about you and your team that other clients can speak to. So testimonials, we'll talk inside the accelerator, all about how to get them and get really good ones and then how to, um, get the most out of them, leverage them in case studies, your website, social media content, all that good stuff. That comes in the fourth pillar, the, um, uh, scale pillar. And it's all about leveraging your results for clients to like elevate your profile as well. Um, okay. So may, some of you may not have any current clients or any wins to speak of or case studies. So what do you do in that case? Um, Have you had any good past results, you know, working in PR, whether it's for another agency or either in-house or as a freelancer, anything like that? If you have, reach out to previous or your current clients that you created amazing results for and see if they're willing to be a reference for you. And that's okay. Like I said, I used to feel really insecure about the references coming from past clients. So the prospective client would say, well, why don't you have any current clients? It doesn't matter, honestly. Um, if they ask, you can say, well, um, I am not at a place with my current clients where I feel comfortable asking that yet. Um, you know, in, in time, but I want to be respectful of our new relationship and, um, you know, but I have other clients I have long-standing relationships with that I'd uh, be happy to connect you with who can speak about working with us for five years, eleven year, you know, whatever it is. Um, if you don't have any kind of good past results, be really candid. This is where new agency owners feel this uh, huge. Um, wave of imposter syndrome come in and they're like, I'm not legit. I've never done this. Who would hire me? Why would they hire me? So if you're a no in that regard, be really candid about the fact that you're just getting started in, your, in PR or even in your specific niche. But explain that you have a lot of experience doing X, whatever that is. So a lot of times companies will hire based on Personality. They will hire based on drive, creativity, um, attentiveness, responsiveness. Um, you can put it in a way that is like, I have had experience doing X, Y, Z, and I'm extremely responsive. Like I was a journalist, I was on the other side of the camera, on the other side of the pitch, and I know what moves the needle with pitches and. I'm happy to connect you with people from journalism um, that can speak to how creative, how responsive that I'm a, I'm a great writer. Happy to share some writing samples with you. This is a pivot that I'm making, and I'm, you know, coming in here looking to make a change to leverage my valuable experience to provide um, PR services, earned media services from that perspective, or. Based on the work that I've done, my skills are really um, transferable and a true asset to a team working on earned media on your behalf. So because I am new with this particular uh, level of service you know you may want to offer them a discounted rate and say something like what i would love to offer you is a significantly discounted rate so you can see what i'm all about you'll see how hard i'm working you'll see our hustle you're you'll see that we're really going to bat for you and we're creating momentum for you and that will get you in the door where you can start to gain that experience get those results that and get a, a case study and a testimonial and a reference that you'll then leverage to build your business. Um, and if you decide to go that route with a redu- uh, with a reduced retainer or a reduced rate to get your foot in the door, you need to offer it for a set period of time. So it's three months, you know, or six months, whatever you want to do. Um, because if you don't set a time around it, They will think it goes on forever and you'll be working at this really low rate forever. You know, you have to have a point in there where it's a reevaluation period and you want to explain to them that the goal of this time period would be for them, the client, to get a sense of what it's like to work with you. And you'll tell this prospective client that you're really passionate about them, their mission, their brand, their founder, whatever it is that you feel this connection to, like, I know this is the niche that I want to go down and that client would be the first best stepping stone for me to really carve out my path in this niche. And the reason I'm so connected to it is because I love the founder story. I love the brand mission. I love the products. I'm a fan of the products. I use the products, whatever it is, um, you know, really convey that and you can let them know, you know, I already have so many ideas percolating and I'm ready to hit the ground running. And so in three months, you're going to see, you know, maybe the press hasn't started to roll in, but you'll see how proactive we are, how creative we are. And they'll be excited. Like they'll feel like they tapped into an undiscovered hidden gem that you are, that they're getting you eager and early and hungry at a super reduced rate. And they'll be the foundation that you build the rest of your business on. And I say this from experience, it's exactly how I started my business. Um, First, I worked for free for a brand. And then when I was ready to like really go after a paid client, I offered them a reduced rate for three months and said, give me a chance. And then ended up working with that brand for 11 years, not at the reduced rate, but it gets your foot in the door and you can be intentional about what client is stepping stone number one for you. Because if you're in the agency accelerator, you know, it's all about strategically building a business based on your interests, based on the niche you love that you'll be excited about. I'm 17 years into running my agency. I still love baby and kids, beauty and cosmetics. Those are my two main niches plus lifestyle. And, um, I'm just grateful that I can get clients in those niches. So that can serve for you as stepping stone number one down the right path and they'll see your passion and you're kind of positioning yourself as this hidden gem. So don't look at not having a reference um, or not even really having that experience yet as a negative. Try to position yourself as a positive. All of the experience you have up until now and You know, it's just such a great pivot, and your very first few clients are going to get that benefit of you as this kind of untapped, uh, hidden gem kind of thing. Um, so position it that way reduced retainer, three months. I'll hustle hard and we'll reevaluate. But you're gonna love working with me, I promise you, you'll love it. Like, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great, right? So that's a way to kind of go around that. And you're ready to hit the ground running. You have tons of ideas percolating. I'm so passionate about your mission, your mesh message, your product, your brand, your founder story, whatever it is that you're like, that's awesome. I can, I can run with that. There's a lot here. Tell them that. And they'll be like, okay, you know, okay, we'll give you a chance, you know, sure. Like what's three months, you know, at a reduced retainer, what's three months? And there you go. And just put a time frame around it. And then you also want to have a go-to response for whenever a prospective client asks for references. So you don't want to waver on it. You know, you want to be really confident, not like, oh, uh, like you hadn't thought of it or like it's problematic for you. So just be ready. You might want to practice it if they're on the phone and they're asking you, um, but have that confidence so it'll put them at ease. Because if you're not prepared and you stumble, it's going to make them wonder why you're not confident. Um, It's maybe because you just hadn't thought of it yet, but it could also be like, oh, well, I don't have any clients who've had any good experiences. So, you know, that's obviously not the case. You just need to be prepared because the question will come up. So practice it, you know, practice saying it and practice believing it so you can come across as confident and capable when you're asked. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I have, uh, I'd love to connect you with some of our clients. Um, how many references are you looking for? It is like two is two good, two to three. Um, of course I want to run it by them just to make sure they have availability to connect with you and ask their best, um, way to connect with you. Would that be okay if I got back to you at the end of the day tomorrow when I hear back from everyone? Hopefully sooner. Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm just going to contact them. And that also shows that when they become a client, you are going to treat them with a similar level of respect for their time and their schedule and their communication preferences. You know, it's professional. So just be ready. Like, practice it and be like, ready to go. Um, And then you want to have that attitude also that... Not having references, it doesn't even matter. So, you know, there's really something magnetic about someone who is super confident about themselves and their ability and excited about the opportunity. You know, founders are in their companies, living, breathing, obsessing over every single thing they're doing every single day. And they want their outside contractors to be as passionate as possible about the work they're doing. You know, they could have an SEO team who's just like, yeah, I have a formula. We're going to plug you in, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, that's like, whatever. It's a dime a dozen. When it's somebody who's communicating on your behalf and being your, um, your spokesperson, you want that person to have the level of excitement, enthusiasm, and confidence that, you know, you would have if it were you out there speaking about your brand. You want to convey that. So these prospective clients, maybe if you're like telling them, you know, listen, here's where I am and how it will benefit you. Right. And you're super confident. Um, you're going to believe in yourself and that is going to come through and how you're speaking to clients and it'll really give them a solid understanding of your value. And they're going to want to have you on their side. Okay, I promise when you're confident, magnetic, and you are excited about them, they will be drawn to you. So that's how I would go about it. Whether you have those references, you know, you're confident asking or not, be ready for the question, have some ready to go. You know, if you work on these testimonials and case studies, like we share inside of the agency accelerator, you're going to have some of those pieces in place. So you get asked and you're like, I got you and just pass them along. Okay. That's what I have. Yeah. I will see you guys real soon. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the pitching powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, It's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high-paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.